What's up, my people? I'm your host, Chad Hostack, and I'm coming in with a good word. Uh, tonight's Midnight Reflection is about minimalism and how it's saved me from myself and made my life amazing. And it's a huge part of the foundation of why I'm happy every day. And if I provide you any sort of value, please do consider making a donation. Donations are always appreciated. So... I made a little list of seven different things I love about minimalism and how it's benefited me. So the first thing is clean spaces, clean mind. That's how that works. So before I was going on my minimalist journey, um, I was like pretty much anybody else in America growing up thinking we have to get excellent grades attend an excellent college you know work and make a lot of money always try to make more money whether it's you know getting a promotion or starting a side hustle you know whatever means necessary make a lot of money and you know accumulate stuff it's not always a status-oriented reason why people accumulate stuff, though a lot of the times it is, because it's, it, it can be a reflection about, you know, how hard of a worker they are, how smart they are, how much money they have, and they can flex on it to other people. You know, like people getting a really nice car, uh, people you know, buying higher-end, you know, clothing, people living in a higher-end living situation, people having a high-status position, and usually it's to impress people that they don't even like or respect anyway. It's not always the case, but that is the case a lot of the times. Thankfully, I never made it to that point. Like, I just wanted stuff, not for status reasons, but because I thought it would make me happy to have stuff. Like, the brand new video game, whether, like, even if it wasn't something that appealed to me, but just because it was new and it looked kind of fun and everyone was talking about it, I kind of wanted it for social reasons so I can converse with other people about the same thing, have, like, a topic starter, something to relate to people with. You know, it, it, like, it just accumulating stuff. I see a jacket I like. Uh, I've always been a jacket person. I, I used to have a bunch of different jackets. Not just like suit jackets, but leather jackets, pleather jackets, whatever I could find. Whether it was at like Target, a thrift store, Walmart, wherever else. You know, Macy's, you know, if I want to spend a lot of money. And, you know, I, and I because I was convincing myself I, I would be unhappy without it. You know, this is a common thing. I don't know if girls do this, but I know that like when I was a teenager in high school, like a lot of us guys we would make like these weird deals with ourselves where it's like, okay, I won't respect myself until I accomplish this by this time in my life. Yeah. I knew one dude who was like, if I don't accomplish him, my goals by 30, I'll kill myself. And I tried to talk about him. I'm like, dude, that's, that's crazy. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. It, it ain't that serious, you know, but I was slightly hypocritical about that, but I just wasn't that extreme about it. You know, people think like there's some scoreboard at the end of our lives where we're going to, be compared to other people and see all our accomplishments and all our failures or something. It's a stupid thing to think about.
Yeah, but uh, I mean, I know that everyone wants to live a life well spent. I just think that a lot of us grow up around different influences that make us get out of touch with what we want and need truly, you know? Um, and yeah, it does feel good to have status. Status isn't like a bad thing. It's just, if, if that's what makes you feel fulfilled in life, then it's probably bad. You know, like if you're just chasing status for the sense of, for having a positive sense of self, that's probably not good. But it's okay to have status and recognition when you're like in a leadership position or something like that. Like, like you earn it, that's perfectly fine, and you use it to do good and be responsible with it. Yeah, by all means, that's perfectly fine, in my opinion, my philosophy on that. And so, like, my room used to be cluttered. You know, I, I used to have tables in my room. I used to have, like, all sorts of stuff. I wasn't, like, a hoarder or anything. You know, um, I, I, I just... I was just buying things for the wrong reason. And that was kind of my relationship with money. Is I was always trying to buy something to trigger not just happiness, but also other things like satisfactions, like semi-reasonable things. Because um, there's that's the big debate, isn't it? Does money buy happiness? If you spend it right, probably. <laughs> you know, like if you want to look at it that way, then yeah, maybe. You know, um... I know that money is freedom. That's my new relationship with money. And that's kind of what minimalism taught me about money. Is that money is freedom. It gives you opportunities. You know, it doesn't mean you have to buy a bunch of stuff. It just means you have to use it in order to uh, create the right circumstances to make your life well spent. You know, whatever that may mean to you. For me, I'm just trying to live a simple life. I want to be rich and famous, but I also want to be minimalistic and live a simple life. You know, and when I have clean spaces in my room, like now that I've been practicing minimalism for a few years, you know, I only have one table in my room, one bed. I have one small dresser. I have a coffee table, like a, not a coffee table, a little nightstand next to my bed and one little nightstand holding up the TV and PS4. Uh, I have a small cork board, a small whiteboard, and a small monthly whiteboard calendar i do have some posters on the wall for critical thinking and then also icons of people i respect characters from movies one of them's real um hunter s thompson i have an mbti poster on the wall a cool thing my mom made for me up on the wall a crucifix i have Two boxes, one full of Swisher grape Swisher cigars, and the other um, full of office stuff, but it's neatly packed and organized. I have two uh, laundry things, and I have um, a printer on top of a filing cabinet. And I have a guitar pedal on the floor, and I have my guitar in a case on the floor. Um... I have a coat hanger on my bedroom door and yeah, I have a gaming chair and my room is pretty spacious for what it is. And a lot of the surfaces are clean. You know, I used to do it weekly, the weekly purge of removing stuff. Now I just do it once a month because I'm getting down to like what I only really need. 
you know, there's like maybe a couple tchotchkes, you know, on the spacious uh, surface of the dresser. And that's fine. You know, for, for that's fine for now. There, there's a lot of clear spaces on, on the surfaces. And the goal of, with minimalism is like, I'm only going to have what I actually need and use. So I'm still a work in progress, but I've made a lot of progress throughout the years. And, you know, so there's not a lot of clutter, little to no clutter. That's the second thing I love about minimalism. There's little to no clutter. But actually going back, having a clean environment clears my mind. And how does that work? Well, the thing is, like, it's just easy to breathe and think and meditate in a room that is not messy or smelly. You know, like a pleasant environment is a nice environment for your mind. When my room used to be like really cluttered with stuff, I was more anxious and depressed and angry all the time. And, you know, now that my spaces are way more clean and there's little to no clutter, um, you know, I, I feel more secure where it's like I have mostly only the things I need and want. And it makes my workflow a lot better. You know, I know where things are. And I and I have everything in, in a certain arrangement where my desk is up against the window. So I have a nice view to look out at. There's nice trees in the background. Um, so this is my workstation area for research, writing, content, creativity, and a little bit of recreation like watching videos. Um, I have my dresser in the closet space and the two boxes, the one full of cigars and full of office stuff in the closet space, you know, because it's ni nicely pa packed in there. I have the TV against the wall away from my bed and my bed is against the other side of the wall of the, it's on the other side of the room from the desk. And that's my rest area that the bed is for resting and watching TV and playing video games and sleeping. And the nightstand holds all my daily stuff I carry with me, like my business card holder full of my business cards, you know, my little lamp, my gallon water bottle. I try to drink a gallon a, a day. I'm pretty close to being able to do that. You know, uh, my wallet, keys and all that. And the cork board, whiteboard, and monthly whiteboard calendar thing, those are next to my office because that's the cork board. I use it to organize stuff that I don't want to have on my mind. You know, like little, I, I write on little sticky notes, you know, like what I want my future to look like and the different steps I have to take. And then I organize my projects, like what am I up to? What are the most high value things I can do? And then I, I have other sticky notes talking more about success goals and more specifics about the projects. And I also have bigger sheets of paper, you know, tacked onto a, a diet that my friend Drew made for me, the Drew diet. You know, uh, the whiteboard is to um, organize my thoughts. I typically use a digital whiteboard, but I like using a physical one too. Um, and the calendar is obviously for time management. So, 
you know, having that clean, having a clean, spacious room and everything in a specific arrangement for specific purposes has organized my time in life easily. Like, I'm not looking for my little handheld recorder. It's on the tripod on the desk that I'm using right now. I'm not looking for my laptop. It's on the desk, on the laptop stand. You know, where are my clothes? They're either in the washer, the dryer, I'm wearing them, or they're in the or they're in the dresser cabinet thing, the dresser thing. You know? Where's the office stuff? I know where it is. And there's not a lot of stuff in that box. Hardly anything, just some pens and some legal pads and things like that. Where are the cigars? I know where they are. You know, where's the filing cabinet? You know, next to the desk. Where's the printer? Next to my desk. I know where it is. You know, where are my books? On the dresser. Easy. Oh, another thing. You know, when I'm done reading a book, I'll, I'll, I'll just give it to a friend I think that would like the book. I, I give away the books. That's how I, that's how I keep it minimalistic. I'm, I'm typically more of an audiobook guy because I like having it on Audible or I buy it or I buy them off iTunes. You know, like I, I like having them on a cloud. You know, it, it keeps it easy to organize. I, I, I prefer learning audibly like that. But yeah, where's the TV and the TV remote? Where's the PS4? Where's the controller? Where are the games? Oh, I know where they are. They're in the space that they belong. Where's the guitar? Where it belongs. Where's the guitar pedal? Where it belongs. Where's the chair? Where it belongs. It, I, it, like, being minimalistic and only having the things I want and need has made my workflow better and my mind more organized, my time better spent. And so moving on to the... Well, that's why... Well, actually, that's why I say clean space is a clean mind because your environment and how you interact with it has a lot to do with how you spend your time and how it affects you and your mind. But moving on to the second one, finally. Uh, no clutter, easy to find things. I kind of already covered that. You know, it makes sense. Like, your spaces are mostly clean and you have a designated spot for things that you're actually going to use or you just want to have. Easy. So moving on to number three. I don't miss anything I removed. Whether I gave it away or I sold it or I threw it away. I I can't remember anything except for one thing. It was this uh, Bluetooth retro radio. I used it a few times to listen to the local radio the thing is, I can do that on my laptop or phone now. But it, it, it was a nice thing. Uh, there's this great radio show, 99.9 KISW. They have a show in the afternoon called The Men's Room. And it's these, they, they play rock music and metal and that kind of stuff. Sometimes they play hip-hop a little bit, but um, it's usually like rock-oriented hip-hop. But yeah, like... Uh, they have this funny show where they just talk about random stuff and they have different segments that are really funny. And my favorite one is their finale of their show um, of the episode where it's the shot of the day and they toast to some crazy thing that happened. It's a really fun show. I, I used to listen to that religiously. Uh, but I, I, I ended up not using that Bluetooth retro radio thing, so I ended up throwing it away. I could have sold it, but I just threw it away for just to get it out. You know, I did deny myself an income opportunity, so there can be a little bit of rightful shame for that. But at the same time, I just wanted it gone. 
So, yeah, I, I don't know. E- either way, I got what I wanted. The, the only difference is I could have made a profit off of it and just placed it somewhere else. So, yeah, it probably was the better option that I didn't choose. But, you know, live and learn. At least, at least I am internalizing the lesson. That's the beauty about learning things the hard way. You internalize the lesson. Not that I advise constantly learning the hard way, but there's benefits to it. But yeah, I really don't miss anything I threw away or gave away. I had like this collection of Robert Greene books, and I, I shipped I shipped them to Drew. I also threw in a little card. You know, I had a heartfelt message about how he might be my only true friend, and that that's probably true. I love that guy. Drew, if you're listening to this, I love you, man. Hope you're doing well. Hope you and your mom are doing well. You and yours. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I don't miss anything I, I, I got rid of. So if you're struggling on the minimalist journey and you're kind of worried if you're going to miss something that you're going to get rid of, if you genuinely have not used that thing as much as you should have, like it's not truly useful to you on a daily or weekly basis, you ain't going to miss it. Sell it, give it away, throw it away, whatever. <laughs> you know, you ain't going to miss it. If it truly doesn't bring you value, like it's not pleasant to stare at when you're sitting down in your free time or meditating, if it's not useful to you regularly and it's just kind of clucked in dust and you don't really use it weekly or daily, just get rid of it. By whatever means. You ain't going to miss it. You're not going to miss all that stuff. You're not going to miss those clothes. That's the other thing is I keep my clothes minimalistic too. I, I only have a, a small set of clothes. And I can wash them all at the same time. Because the, it, it doesn't overfill the washer. That's how few clothes I actually have. And I, I have clothes for formal. For casual. For exercise. Very small set of clothes. But I, I chose the certain colors and styles where I can mix and match them so well it looks like I have a really big wardrobe and I don't. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're not you're not going to miss anything. I don't miss any of the clothes I threw away. I don't, I don't miss any of that stuff. I don't need a bunch of stuff I don't need. That is redundant. But I'm not going to miss stuff I don't need is what I mean. Number four. Money piles up. Less money worries, more money opportunities. This is, this is a really key thing. So when you're being minimalistic, you're, you're also cutting down your bills. Like I, I could technically afford the YouTube premium thing where I don't have to see ads. But truth be told, I don't want to pay not even $5 a month for something like that. Just to not see ads? pay money just to get straight to the video and also sometimes I like the ads sometimes they they actually have ads for things that I need or are, are actually interesting the, the, the ads are not a waste of my time not to my standards you know like not seeing ads last 30 seconds or less you know they're skippable I mean a lot of them are skippable but I mean it's like it, it ain't worth it. You know, so I'm minimalistic with my bills too. And that's a stupid thing Americans brag about. I got bills to pay. I got a lot of bills. 
it's like, wow, so you just squander your money so you have to work more hours to enjoy those bills, <laughs> those things? Really? Really? I think a real brag would be I made the proper investments with my money and I have cash flow, so now I have bills to pay, but I don't have to work as much. That's a real flex. Be minimalistic with your work hours too. Be, be smarter. But yeah, money piles up when, when, when you're a minimalist. Like you don't have a lot of bills. You don't go, you, you're not going out buying a bunch of stuff. You're not doing shop therapy. And, and by the way, do not ever give me some black tea and then have me go on Amazon. I'll be on that thing all night. I'm not going to be buying stuff, but I, I, I love window shopping. It, it, it's a hobby. I don't think it's a bad thing to window shop, but you know, I like making lists for stuff I might potentially get in the future. Um, but the thing is, like, it's guaranteed I'm not getting even half of the stuff in the list that I, I have. You know, I just like sorting out the options of things I might need or want in the future. You know, because you know, I'm not going to have this laptop I'm using forever, and probably not this handheld recorder either. Eventually, they're going to get replaced. So I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to be a, I'm trying to keep steps ahead of that kind of thing, you know, like the MacBook for example. When I get the MacBook, even if this laptop runs good, I'll I'll probably just sell it. I don't need two laptops, not 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 to my, not not to my current knowledge. I don't think I'd need two laptops. But I want to have something new, and something that works really well, for what I want to do. And Mac slash Apple, they have a lot of good stuff for people like me who want to do creative audio, video, and writing projects. I mean, Windows does too, but I'm really curious about the Mac stuff. Like Final Cut and, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, it's easier to save money when you're a minimalist. And, I mean, it's like, yeah, you, you can save money. And it's also, like, like that's the thing is like, a lot of people try to go like, oh, it's not about saving money. It's about making investments. For me, I think it's about both. At least for my lifestyle, I want to have money in the bank, but I also want to set money. I want to allocate some money towards investments, whether it's stocks or real estate, what have you. I'm not an expert at any of that stuff. I just have rich friends who tell me about some of that stuff. I've, I read books on some of this stuff. I've seen videos about it. Um, but I... Right now, I'm comfortable with the way things are for me. But yeah, money piles up. And when you have more money in the bank, or even if you have more cash flow, you know, more more, more income or more money in the bank, you have less money worries. You have less worries about money. Like, oh no, how am I going to pay for that dentist visit? Oh no, how am I going to pay for this hospital trip? I mean, this hospital visit. I mean, oh no, how am I going to, you know, afford lunch for... All, for me and all my friends, how, how am I going to do that? Like, you have less money worries, you know? And, and that's a nice thing to have because when you're low on money, like, li life can be really difficult to get by in. Like, things are actually more expensive when you're poor. Like, you don't even have a bank and you have to go through, like, the money orders and stuff. It, it can get pricey. <clears throat> you know, like, being poor will, will cost a lot more. I actually learned that from that YouTube channel, Two Sons. They're worth checking out. I, I like them. Really, edu really good educational stuff on money, like personal finance.
but yeah, uh, you'll also have more money opportunities. And how does that work? Well, because you have more money, you're going to have more money to put into things like hobbies or like businesses or investments. Like because the money is piling up and you have less money worries, you're going to have more opportunities to use your money to make more money. So number five, projects and hobbies become more valuable. So you also want to be minimalistic with your, with your activities, right? Like the things you should do and the things you want to do. For me, I keep it simple. I go to the gym regularly. I eat a mostly healthy diet. Uh, I, I play video games, you know, here and there throughout the week, but not too long. I have a timer for a couple hours. Um, you know, I can be more intimate with my writing projects. I can be more intimate with my podcast because I'm being minimalistic. Like I used to be doing a weekly newsletter. I wasn't too focused on the podcast, but as soon as I got my first, um, donator for $10 a month, I realized that I could make this, uh, I, I could make more money at podcasting. So that's why I'm, I'm making the podcast my main project which is free content you know please donate if you find value here you know but i i'm being minimalistic where it's like if i'm doing really if i'm getting really good results with one project i'm just going to be minimalistic and focus on that project primarily and work on other things in the background like books you know music you know screenplays things like that um you know i'll, I'll work on other things throughout the week here and there but wherever I get the most results, I'm going to focus primarily on that. And of course, I do self-education. And that's a hobby of mine, too. You know, you're, you're, and you can be, you're just more intimate with the things that provide you the most value. Because that's part of minimalism. You're, you're allocating your time towards things that bring you the most value. And, and, you know, somewhat related to that, number six, I only have high value people in my network. You see, my network is really small and I, I like it that way and I keep it that way. My top five high value friends. I do have more friends, but I'm talking about the highest value people, the people that, you know, give, give me the best exchange of value where I give them my best, they give me their best. Um, you know, uh, it, it's easier to water the garden, so to speak, when you have a smaller network. Like, it's easy to not let it get too dry. And it's easy to not overwater either. It's easy to take care of, you know, the, just the top five high-value people. And then everyone else, they, they, get, they get me when they can. You know, that, that's how that works. I have more acquaintances than I do friends. And I have... Um, more general friends than I do high value friends. And besides, it's like, uh, I don't really like interacting with the general population anyway. I do like on an acquaintance level. However, like I, I've tried having friendships with anybody and everybody and being friends with all walks of life. Uh, I, I've tried, I'm not saying that's a bad thing to do. If you're built for that or you can change yourself into someone who can do that and you want to go for it, good for you. You know, a lot of people do it. 
I tried and I realized that's not going to work for me because I have a very low tolerance that I don't want to try to expand. I don't want to try to have patience for this one particular thing I'm about to say. And that would be, you know, if you don't agree with somebody, like they, they think you're a bad person, like that's what your average person is kind of like. Like if you if you guys disagree enough on something, like they start trying to talk about what kind of quality of character you are because of your beliefs that are counter to theirs. Or they just try to socially engineer you and manipulate you to be a certain way. Like they, 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 like, like if you, if you guys don't see eye to eye on enough things, you know, they, they want to make you feel bad about it, you know, and that's the problem I have with moralistic thinking when it goes too far, where everything is like a moral dilemma, where it's like, how could you think that only these kind of people think that way? Are you that kind of person? Yeah, I I, it doesn't ever need to go there. <laughs> like, that's the thing. It's, it's like it's one thing to discuss ideas, but it's another thing to attack someone's character, you know, on trivial things. And, and so that's why I like to keep my circle small and with high-quality people who don't do stuff like that. You know, because at the end of the day, I just want to problem-solve and have fun with people. You know, I'm okay with arguing ideas and having disagreements, but if it has to get to a place of personal attacks and trying to define somebody by building an opinion of like what kind of person believes in that kind of thing, to me that's just immature, and I don't, I don't appreciate that. And that's that's probably how people try to manipulate you anyway. Like, like they they try to bring shame to you in order to try to govern you to make you do something that they want you to do or not want to do like they don't want you to do something they try to shame you for it um and they 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 uh, other other tactics they use they they try to make you feel responsible for something that you're not responsible for like someone might have a problem with something you're doing and they go, I don't, I don't like that. You need to stop because I feel this way when you do this. It's like, well, that's, that's a you problem, not a me problem. I, I'm just doing my own thing. And that's the thing. I would never encourage people to manipulate other people, you know, because like when you manipulate someone, you're basically fucking with their sense of reality. That's not cool. And when they realize that, they'll probably try to kill you. But yeah, it's like... You, you can learn that stuff, but I never advise using it. Just be aware of how it could be done on you. But yeah, small circle is the way to go. And that's that would be the benefit. I only have high-value people in my network, or at least my most trusted counsel. And then the last one, seven... My life is simple, and what truly matters is taken care of and in focus. And it's true. My priorities are in order. I made the bucket list of the top five things I want to do before I die. Got my priorities in order right there. And every day I just take actions towards that. Sometimes they're massive actions to get massive results. Sometimes they're little actions to get little results. 
you know, but I'm okay with not succeeding at these goals because there's no scoreboard at the end of my life where I'm going to be judged. <laughs> you know, I, I am going to aim to set the best example I can for sure. And I am going to, I am going to aim to have wealth and I am going to aim to be fulfilled and, you know, fame and fortune and stuff. I, I'm going to pursue these things. But I'm I'm not I'm not gonna beat myself up about it if I fail at any of them. I don't I don't mind. I'm already having fun. You know, I, I keep I keep my priorities simple. Five the top five things I want to do before I die. And then like the other episode I had, the six most important lists you'll have in life. For me I just have five. But you know, it's like because of minimalism, my priorities are in order. My workflow is better. My mind is clear. I'm more productive. I'm also having more fun. I'm becoming healthier as a person. I'm having the experiences I want to. I'm avoiding a lot of unnecessary hardship. And I'm making progress each day. And, be, and, you know, I would encourage everyone to give minimalism a shot. I really would. So, yeah. You know, e even if you don't want to try minimalism and maybe it's not your thing, at least consider it. Just consider the things I've said here today. Yeah, thanks for listening.